Hello, and welcome to the Rethink Missions podcast, where we learn from the stories and lessons of cross-cultural servants to the unreached people groups of the world. Welcome to today's episode. Here's your host, Jeremy Wardlaw. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. To season two dun, dun. of Rethink Missions podcast. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so excited that you did a season two. Yeah, obviously it took a long time in the midst of moving here to West Africa and then language learning. So sorry for the listeners if they've been waiting a long time, but we were doing it kind of in the middle of a ton of different other things that we're trying to do as a family. Yeah, definitely something that can take a lot of time, but uh, is really has been, I think, fun to do in the middle of that as people have been here or we've gotten a chance to rub shoulders with different people coming on the field. You've snatched, snacked, oh, what's that word? Please snatched. edit that out. <laughs> You've snatched them and uh, gotten time with them and that, I think it's been really beneficial. Yeah, I, I'm happy. I mean, we've actually, I've got recordings that I brought with me. So we've got people that I talked to and connected with back in Canada, people that I've connected with while I've been here that came from all over. We've got interviews from South America here. Um, we've got interviews all the way from Papua New Guinea, um, from Southeast Africa, and of course from West Africa. And yeah, so kind of covering the globe even though we're here. And we'll we'll keep trying to do that as we rub shoulders with um, cross-cultural servants to the unreached. We want to gather their stories and lessons for ourselves, but also for you guys out there listening. So we'll keep doing that as long as the Lord keeps providing people that want to share their stories. What do you feel like looking back at the first season was was uh, something that you really appreciated. Do you feel like your goal in making this podcast was achieved in season one? Yeah, even for myself, I've, while being here, you know, I'm listening to it as I'm editing it and uh, trying to get it ready to publish. So I'm listening it to then, but even then, once it's up, I can go back and listen to some interviews. And I remember... Um, one of the very helpful interviews was the interview with Kathy Watley about stress and burnout. So helpful to look back at the lessons that she was teaching. Um, and then uh, there's other lessons there, other like kind of church planning stories that I'm listening to. The one with Mr. Jungle that uh, you're listening to those as we're not not even really close to having that sort of ministry. We're at the very beginning of our ministry here, but as I'm engaging my mind in these issues that will very soon become a part of our ministry in life, I find that keeps me fresh, keeps me motivated. Um, so for me, it's kind of had that effect. I hope for others it can have that effect too and um, some of it is not new information. It's just so valuable. It's worth listening to again, worth, worth 
hearing again some of those godly principles that they're really just based in God's word, but lived out in this context of trying to reach the unreached with the gospel. I think that's one thing I really appreciate about this is that we are just kind of, you know, we've had our first year here. We've had over 12 months now of language and culture and being in that um, experience of being new to a a country. and, And that's where we are right now. But looking forward to when we aren't surrounded still by coworkers and when we are more isolated, I'm just really looking forward to going back and hearing these just because we have them now. You've put the effort into to meet with these people and so I just appreciate so much that this is something that we can always go back to and have just as we move on in each stage because each stage looks so different like our goal is to reach an unreached people group with the gospel and yet we're so far it feels like we're so far away from that but to be able to to hear from people in each stage I think is really helpful and to have that we're never gonna lose that you know, until the technology apocalypse happens. I don't know. As long as we have this technology, we'll be able to go back and listen to these. And I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Speaking of the apocalypse. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> it's been yeah, quite the year. It has. And that's kind of how I wanted to start off this season was us just giving an update how this year has gone for us, you know, um, it started before 2020 for us. We arrived here in August 2019. Um, but I just wanted us to kind of review as a couple, okay, what happened during throughout this year and what are some lessons that we've learned as we've taken this first step of learning the national language, language and culture uh, you know, with that goal of moving in, of course, to an unreached people group. Um, but we've taken that first step. What are some lessons that God has taught us in that? Yeah, I think this year, because it has included 2020 with everything that's going on, that has touched almost every aspect of our experience. But when we were first here, you know, it seems like a very long time ago, we only had one child. Now we have two. <laughs> Um, it just felt everything was so new and exciting and I still actually do feel that way about a lot of things. It's all new and exciting. And yet other realities have set in where that culture shock aspect of, you know, some of the things I understand a little better now, but I still don't feel super comfortable with things that, um, at the beginning you barely noticed, but now that you understand a little better, not that we understand fully, we've only been here a year. We're still babies in this culture and in the French language. And yet because we know more, it can start to grate on us a little bit more. We're kind of in that first year. Okay. Now we're seeing things we maybe don't like that much. And I'm really looking forward to the time when, cause that's our goal that this becomes home and that we actually, we're comfortable here and we're settled. And I, um, not feeling that yet, to be honest. I think a lot of that though is language. We, we live in a place where the language we're learning actually isn't the language of the people. And that's because the largest, the majority people group here speak a different language. Meaning when you're in the markets or when you're just out 
doing life, that's the language that most people would be using. Um, and it would be great to learn both French and that language, but that's just not really matching with our long-term goals because we're probably going to be moving somewhere where this isn't the major language and French will be our, our connector. So I think that's been a little hard thinking back beginning that first when we didn't speak any French. So everything was so confusing, but even now that we do have French, there's still, there's still some barriers to relationships a lot, I should say, especially with some um, local neighbors and people who we see every day, but we can't get very far with because we just don't speak their mother tongue. Um, you know, I sit in a salon with full of ladies that I wish I could connect with, but none of them really speak French or want to speak French. They want to speak their, their heart language. And that just reminds me of, you know, our long-term goal. We're here learning French because that reality that people want to have relationships they want to communicate they want eventually to hear god's word in their heart language um being here it's just reminded me of how important that is because i mean i love my heart language when i hear god's word or when i get to talk to a friend or a family member in my language you just you can go so much deeper hmm. i don't know if that's really answering your question about the year but well, when I, I mean, think back over the year, that's definitely been something I've been seeing and being reminded of. That brings us really quite up to date. You know, we're still feeling that um, the the reality of our context is it's a multilingual context. So French is the language uh, for the government, for education. It's the language used in other countries that we might place in. So it is the language that we need to learn. But yeah, the language of wider communication here is Wolof. And so, yeah, there is that tension. Definitely that tension. I felt early on, like if you kind of went back a year, um, the very first thing was it's hot and our house was hot, the one we moved into. We can't complain because we lived, we didn't have to, like it was right in the middle of everything. We could walk to the grocery store, walk to whatever we needed to get to. Um, but it was hot. It was a city. It is a city. And it's a concrete jungle. You know, I grew, I grew up in a rural area and I love going on walks with grass and even if there's not grass, crunching snow, whatever it is, I love being outside in the nature. So here, that's the The first. (laughs) The nature, yeah. So that was the first kind of challenge for me was recognizing, okay, this is concrete jungle. Here we go. And I think that still is a challenge. Yeah. Especially with kids. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No joke, because, you know, if she's going to be playing outside, then it's going to be, yeah, we're going to be dodging cars and stuff. Um, So if I had to review it, we got here August 2019, and then... 
started class a week later, got some paperwork done, and within that week, started class a week later, uh, which was great. That got us started into language study. From there, uh, it wasn't too long before Kim started getting sick, and that kind of let her energy be low, and uh, it made it so that we were managing, you know, going to class and getting what we need to do, um, and trying to just kind of survive, get get through. And uh, so that was kind of our uh, the, our first test was just kind of surviving as a family, and getting the rest that we want to get re- we need to get in order to have session. And but our sessions were going really well, you know, through phase one, phase two of language session. They're they're going really well. And then it wasn't too long later that we found out about this little girl. Our little our little our little miracle number two. And uh so then that was the kind of okay, so we're gonna do this whole thing, learning a language, adapting to a country, and we're going to have a baby. So um, so it seems like, you know, in my mind, I feel like we planned that out pretty well. Like, Yeah, that's a really good thing to add on to um, the stress and complications of learning culture language, have a baby. <laughs> so you're just managing, just getting by sessions and feeling sick. You know, how about we have a baby? That's kind of a... It was God's idea, not ours. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyways, that was kind of a... Obviously, everything that comes with that low energy and whatever. Um, but we were able to move at that point near our host family and integrate, start the integration process with our our local church, our host church. Um, And that was amazing for us. Right around the same time for us, we started getting kind of quite a bit of tough news from home. And so you're processing different things from um, different health things from home and different things that are happening that are part of now our our journey here as we're integrating and learning to become we're also being asked to trust the lord with um with our families and everything that the lord's doing in their life i just remember um people who would come to the training to the bible school talking about their experiences would often say that this time of national language and culture acquisition was actually one of the more challenging times for them in their time overseas before moving in to where they would do the, their full-time ministry where they started was actually a really difficult time of life. And so I had that in mind when we were here and about, you know, three or four months to our time in here, we had all all of these things happening back home and it was really hard to um to be here to not be able to be there and be with family and 
it was really the most challenging part of our E2 experience up to that to that point was actually what was going on back home. And I just I wasn't ready for that. I was a bit blindsided. You know, you you try to manage your expectations. And so, okay, E2 is going to be E2 or la- national language culture. It's going to be hard. And then that comes actually not from here in your culture shock. It comes from back home. Mm-hmm. And that's hard because you just can't see that kind of stuff coming. There's really no warning. Yeah. And I think we have this idea, or I have this idea, that because I have these godly goals and what I want to accomplish is based in God's word, then things should fall in place to accomplish those goals. or, Or things should accommodate this because, you know, these are godly goals. It's not for me that we're here for us. This is for to serve the Lord and to serve unreached people groups. So over this time, I have learned very quickly the truth that I knew was true before, but nothing in this world is in line with God's goals. Very little thing, very few things help us accomplish his goals it is a battle. It's difficult. Um, life comes at you. You know, after we had moved in and we'd kind of processing this information, we moved in. We're moving on with language study. Well, that's right when Corona hits and you're supposed to be integrating into the community. And here we are sort of in, in lockdown. In our country, things were a little different. But we we had to definitely change um, our activities. We had to go one on one. We couldn't go to church anymore. You know, churches stopped. Well, that's a big part. Normally, is a big part of your experience. Um, and so you're kind of feeling like, oh man, this is this is the this is the stopper for for what God wants to accomplish. And yet we saw God work in a pretty cool way um, in, through that. and uh, Yeah, because a part of our job right now as learning French learners is also to integrate into the culture. And the way we do that is through our host family and through our church really helping us see, okay, what is it like to be a believer here in this context? So with Corona shutting down church, we weren't, we weren't able to go to church anymore. And we had only been going to our host church for just about two months. So we didn't have those connections already formed. So we kind of were detached from our church family. We don't live close to anyone besides our host family. So we really lost that that part of our um, kind of goals but the thing that God did which is just so cool is that it became more about our neighborhood and about our neighbors about our local community um because the way the the way our city is split up is to in you know these different neighborhoods and we've just found that we have through these months of not being connected to our church grown this like great love for our neighborhood 
um, for our neighbors who have just taken us in, taken care of us, been teaching us so much about the culture here. And the majority, if not almost all of them, they're not believers. They're part of the major religion here. Um, And they've just been so gracious to teach us and to um, allow us to get a little peek into their lives. It's been really amazing what God's done in this time that at first was just so frustrating. Like, man, we're supposed to be connecting with our church and we can't do that. And yet now at the end of these months of um, shut, you know, shut down, we're looking back and we're seeing, man, this was has been such a sweet time of getting to know our neighbors and learning culture from them even though they're not even believers, they're not, you know, they're not dedicated to helping us learn so we can move on. They're just showing us what it means to be Senegalese by just being themselves. And that's been so cool. The friendships we've made and the the different things we've got to participate in. Yeah. Like they've invited us to baby naming ceremonies. Um, They've invited us to other different holidays and feasts that we've been a part of. Um, the The young guys have invited me to play, invited me to play uh, soccer with them on our makeshift soccer field. It's 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 quite makeshift, but they're just um, first of all they're genetic freaks so the fact that i'm out there even is can you explain what you mean by genetic freaks jer because that sounds kind of weird okay sorry i just mean they're like all six to muscle their muscles have muscles and so and they're very good at soccer um and i love soccer but it is quite a intimidating soccer field to to join um, but the Lord's opened up that those relationships there um, and just chatting with people, you know, um, that's well within um, the regulations here, able to chat and connect with neighbors. Um, you can take precautions, of course, wearing masks and distance. Um but yeah, people visit out outside all the time, and so you're able to do that. Um, and it's been so neat to see the Lord slowly open up those relationships and build them. And now we're trusting the Lord with where does He want us to take them? You know, how, where does where does He want us to invest? How does He want us to invest? And um, we still have to learn for sure. And um, but we're so thankful that he's opened up those opportunities. Um, and so thankful that even though things happen that don't seem to help us with E2, learning our national language and culture, um, the Lord is at work and he's opening doors. And um, it's it's not the program, but it's it's how he's working um, and it's it's pretty neat to experience that. And we're still experiencing it. We're not at the end of it. Um, yeah, it can feel like, wow, it's been a year, but we've still got a long way to go. We've still got a long way to go in French. And, um, and 
the things we understand now about the culture we like are barely barely scraping the surface really we could we could stay here and learn about this culture for you know 20 years and still not know everything and yet we only have a couple to get as much as we can but we are we are a year into french and we've been progressing i think well according to our our people who tell us whether or not we're doing a bad job um we took a, a couple months break to have this little baby so we're just now getting started again into class um but we've got had this you know quotation break <laughs> having a baby and i think it's giving us kind of opportunity to have a new start in our language learning and uh just eyes on the prize looking at that goal of coming to capable high so that we can continue on into the next phase of ministry yeah and thankfully our church has started up again we're able to attend that uh and we have been actually for a while now but um so we're able to learn also from our church family that's and our especially our our host pastor and his wife so as far as this new season season number two of rethink missions um can you give me like a little teaser as to what we're going to be listening to in this second season yeah, if I had to kind of listen to all of them and kind of put a theme that kind of runs through all of them, I would say perseverance and endurance. It's kind of a theme that comes out through each one. But um, I would say also I'm trying to draw out language learning tools um, and attitudes required for culture adaptation so those are kind of two two elements that i'm hearing or i'm trying to draw out from this so there'll be tools language learning tools we talked to andy and joel about uh what is popularly known as the gpa growing participator approach recently renamed grpa um we talk about that. We talk about the role of a host family and a host church. What does it mean to have a host family and a host church um, to put yourself as the learner and why that's so important? How do you communicate that in this context? Um, also, we're hearing from church planners who have stuck it out and have gone places. Um, you know, we'll be talking to Penny. Penny Warner, who has been here for 38 years and been faithful in a very difficult circumstance or context and has just been faithful to stick it out. So we're hearing her story and what's the Lord taught her and how has he brought her through that. Um, uh, there's... We talk a little bit about discourse analysis. We had a conference on discourse analysis. So we're hearing the stories from Lisa Kepler. Uh, she's kind of in a similar situation as Penny, where she's kind of um, the one who stuck it out over the years in a, in a church planning context, and she's translating. Um, we talked to... Um, Pete Humphreys, 
And that's an amazing uh, story of perseverance as well, to see a church finally born among the Manhui. And he'll, he'll explain how many years it took of teaching uh, and teaching the way Jesus taught, not just teaching the way he thought. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of different themes. We talk about doctrine and the role it plays in the church planner's life. Um, tons of different themes there, but it is all about what does it take to reach unreached people groups with the gospel. And a lot of that is about what it takes in the church planner's life, but also what are some tools and some attitudes that he can take with him to implement well, I'm looking forward to listening to all of them. Yeah. For sure. And for those of you out there, if you want, um, you know, if you have a topic or a theme and you want us to cover that, feel free to email me, um, jeremywardlaw at ethnos.ca. Email me and uh, with your topics or questions and yeah, that'd be a good way to for me to think about season three. And uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you guys really enjoy and get a lot out of these interviews for season two of Rethink Missions podcast. Thanks. God bless. Cece, what was it like when you first moved to West Africa? I didn't yeah. What was different? What language do they speak there? Did you learn how to say hi in a new language? Um, no. <laughs> I just... <laughs> yes, you, you know how to say hi. No, no, don't unscrew I, the microphone. I said hi. How do you say hi? In French. I said in a French. I... Bonjour. Yes. Bonjour, Papa. Papa. Good job. You turn, you turn, Daddy. Oh, okay. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. You've been listening to the Rethink Missions podcast. For more information and episodes, go to wmissions.com. If you like this episode, leave us a positive review and subscribe.